to Gang Time. Community. This is Gang Time. Family. It's Gang Time. Awareness. There are moments when Gang Time gets serious. And always remember, good luck and Godspeed and Godspeed and Godspeed. And we are live. Let me go ahead and tell you. Coach, coach, coach. I mean, I'm feeling blessed. I know you feeling blessed. I'm we man, are abundantly no, blessed, man. We, look, we are November babies. That's man. right. Like, like, I mean, like, is there anything else other than being a November There's baby? There's nothing better than being a November baby. What? <laughs> I, 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 for a long time, coach, I thought I was the only one. Right. And then I realized there are a bunch of us who are born in the month of November. November. Made my life so much better. I mean... I think it really go and comes from the point of just Thanksgiving, and they and they found people that other people were thankful for, and they said, "Let me put these babies close to this time." Right? Makes sense. Right? Right? It make, makes perfectly good sense. Or technically, we could go ahead and be a certain form of killers and, and the pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these these killers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 were we pillagers? I mean, were we, were we the pilgrims or were oh, we, we the, the Indians? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm hoping that I was a kind of close blend in between the middle, but, you know, hey. I'm just going to go ahead and say it like this. in the middle, coach. <laughs> they produce somebody that's like us. Oh, my goodness. What well, look, can, can you go ahead and tell me about your birthday, man? Can you tell me a little bit about your birthday? This is Co- a- Coach, you know, I'm born November the 16th. And November so just, the 16th. Just a couple of days ahead of your birthday. Yes, indeed. Then I got a couple of buddies. Uh, their birthday is a couple of days by, uh, ahead of mine and so on. But anyway, long story short, let me tell you what my day was like. I woke up that morning. I had basketball practice, mm. and I had two junior high school basketball games. Mm. And after it was all over with, I went home, I ate, and I went to bed, Coach. Took that, a nap. That was it. That was that. And somebody said, well, that must have been a boring birthday. Not for me, because this is what I love to do. I right. was doing what I enjoy doing, which is coaching. I was doing what I was born to do, which is coach somebody else's child up. Got a dub and took a L, Ooh. but guess what? It's Ooh. all good, Coach, because in the losing, yeah. we still learn something. Let me go ahead and tell you this. That, 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 that is the best thing that you can ever go ahead and say. You know, um, coming into this thing, you know, the older you get, birthdays go ahead and kind of lose a little bit of their luster. They do. Because, you, you I know mean, what I'm saying? I, I, I realized the other day, like, dude, I'm really getting old. Like, you know, like for real, like I looked at my face and I started seeing more gray hairs than I've seen in a long time. And I started wondering like, okay, is this the turning of the ages right now? Is it just like the trees outside changing from one color to the other one? The problem with our tree is it don't change any other color. It won't turn back, coach. It will not, unless you buy products. Oh, that the will, product. Yeah, that will cause you to <laughs> just, stay just for, for me. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Need to buy some stock in it. I'm going to tell you this. But, hey, guess what? We always own it. Man, let me go ahead and tell you this. Everybody, today is my birthday. I'm ecstatic. And I'm not excited just because, 
you know, uh, it is it's my birthday, but I get the first time to bring my son in on this on podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On a birthday. You know, so so let me go and take it. I get to bring the better version of me on air. You That's know what I'm saying? Now, we didn't go ahead and talk a little bit, and we didn't go and record some things, but this is his first time being on the uh, Game Time Voices video, uh, what video? Uh, uh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I, I, I believe so it. I the webcam will go ahead and be pushing out real soon. But uh, let me go ahead and say, say, say something for the people to go and let them hear your voice, son. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, look, look. look just I'm like just, with everything else, he just, he, he, he just like, hey, smooth. I gotta be smooth with this smooth thing. With now, the he re- doesn't know who Barry White is, coach, but <laughs> oh, he, but he has that voice, Barry. White esque. Did, did you did you see how he just looked at me like who in the hell <laughs> is Barry White? Google him. Google him. Yeah, uh, look, look, look. Google if you don't know anything else, you got to go ahead and get that. But I'm bringing him in to go ahead and kind of talk about our weekend. One of the best times I can go ahead and say just to just to go to a different place. Son, can you tell him where we went this weekend? Well, we went to Pensacola, Florida, and one of the first things that we did is went to a football game. Um, it was UWF that was playing against Newberry. Now, UWF. Now, we're going to go ahead and mention how we kind of got a streak of where we show up, teams lose. I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and tell you that. But um, so we start off and they said, hey, you know, we got a playoff game. And these are the defending national champions. Am, 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 am I correct, son? Yeah. These are the defending. They won the national championship in Division Two. And we're going to go see these people. Now, out of the blue, didn't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's a great day. We just saying, hey, we're going to go out there. We don't know what the venue is, but we know where to go, and we're going to get the tickets. We wake up early in the morning, and we go ahead and go. Now, can you go ahead and tell them where this thing is located at, son? It was at the Blue Wahoos Baseball Stadium. No. Well, I mean, they changed it to a football field, but, you know, just... So, so, so we had been to this place before. Okay. And then next thing you know, they converted a, a baseball field into a football field. Well, you know, if you go to Dallas, if you go to the old ballpark in Arlington, yes, they play football games in the old ballpark in Arlington. It was the first time last year, uh, this year, it was in March. We actually played uh, Prairie View. Grambling played Prairie View at the ballpark in Arlington. Coach, now let me tell you. Beautiful park. I've been there several times. But you know the dimensions for a baseball field and right. a football field, it can throw you a little bit depending on where you're sitting. Definitely. We were trying to constantly pick up where home plate was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, and like where is first base? I mean, some dirt spots looked like it could go ahead and be, but my mind was constantly trying to envision where is, where's the diamond. But, 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 but guess what? Now, they actually put the, the 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 turf on top, and I'm gonna tell you, it 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 was seamless. Wow, it it, it was seamless. Okay. Now it kind of had its own little issues with the stadium. Now we're gonna talk about them field goals. Blue, can you go ahead and tell me um, about the field goal issue that they go and have at this <laughs> at oh, the Wahoo Stadium? Well, the field goals are on like fence and fence. So um, one of the field goals are pointing towards the. It was more near the water. The Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you kick it over that in the field goal, it's going straight into the water. It's, it's going to Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like like literally, 
I mean, I don't know who was going to get the ball or who had the contraption to get in the water and go get the ball, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, They ain't getting it back. (laughs) They ain't getting it back. (laughs) And and you're going to have a wet ball. Okay. The other side is on this other fence. Now, if you are standing in concessions and a field goal is happening, the whole line needs to turn around. Oh my! Okay, yes. so why you get nachos? Why you, you got, could literally you have a leather football oh. coming straight to your face? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Who designed <laughs> what, what, look. that this would be a football? Oh oh oh! Stadium all look, of a sudden. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, am, am I saying the word right? Uh, Blue the Argonauts. Is that correct? Yes, now the Argonauts look like a strange looking Spartan. Okay. <sighs> Now, 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 again, it, it had the helmet. It looked like a knight. It looked like that warrior dude off of Looney Tunes. Right. Like the, that's what it looked like. It, exactly. Yeah. That's what it looked like. The Looney Tune guy. Oh, 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 okay. But then I knew something was wrong. Now, we normally go to Walmart. Now, you know you can find anything at Walmart now. Sure. I'm talking about if local high school teams, literally, you can find your junior high team t-shirt at at, at your local Walmart. We went to Walmart, and it wasn't a shirt. It wasn't a a pullover. What? Like, Like nothing, like these people don't even exist, and they truly won the national championship. Wow. And they end up losing one. They won one and lost one. Okay? It gets better. So. This team that we're going against, um, come on, Newberry. They're from South Carolina. And and at the same time, I thought that that, that, that we were going to roll over them um, during the, 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 the Thanksgiving holidays. Really, the, the tailgating was not as packed as I would expect for a first-round playoff game yeah. of a defending or literally you came in second place mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, of, of – a national championship. So it, it was very few people there. Right. Very few people. Right. Okay. So then now we're kind of walking through and we kind of go ahead and hear some of the people talk about the game. We're, we're, we're listening. We walk in. Uh, $15. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean you, not, look, now, you can't beat entertainment for $15. $15. I mean, I'm wishing that this thing that they're going to have at the Coliseum was said to entertain us for $15. Right. right. Look, it's not. I'm still working on that. If anybody can go and give me a call about getting some cheaper tickets, I'm going. But but uh, but if you can help me out, I definitely want to go ahead and get it. But then, next thing you know, they go down. Like, the number three team in the nation, correct? The number three team in the nation is playing against um, this seed that is like number 28. And they are down. Two plays. Two, I'm talking about bam, bam. Plays. Wow. So, so now... We're sitting on the visitor sideline. Okay, let's go ahead and kind of set it up. Mm-hmm. We're sitting on the visitor sideline because on the visitor side, that's where the cheaper tickets were. Okay, so they were trying to sell us the expensive tickets. And we said, you know what, cheapo daddo is going to the visitor side. <laughs> so we go ahead and got. Look, we found some some sweatshirts. We both got sweatshirts on of the Argonauts. And next thing you know, we're hearing nothing but cheers from this other side. And it's like, oh my goodness, it might happen. So then we get up and we start walking around, mm-hmm. boom, 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 and it was kind of like they cut on defensively. 
Big men started to go ahead and actually intercept balls and then pick up um, fumbles. It was the craziest thing ever. The defense that was kind of, they, they, they really wasn't all about the Argonauts, but, but two defensive plays brought them all the way back. Next thing you know, they're in the lead. Well, at that time, I'm coming home because I told my wife that we was going to go ahead and come home early. But then here we go. We leave. They were up, correct? Yep. They were up. Next thing you know, we go ahead and go home. Went into overtime. Wow. When it went into overtime, they lost by three. The number three team that made it to the national championship twice got knocked out by a lower seed. Now, I don't know if that's just us, Blue, or something else, but the spirits were definitely not with them when the Bayon team going in and showed up. Bad luck. <laughs> we are bad luck. Well, We're bad for, luck. for one team, you're bad luck. For the other team, right. you are right. a good luck charm. Good you luck got, charm. You got to look at it from both sides of the coin, Coach. I'm going to tell you this. Look. It's, it's going to be worse if they lose the next round. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, but overall, that was the first thing um, that came to my mind about losing the big game. What do you do when you go ahead and kind of lose that first initial um, game? Now, later on that night, my, my got to go ahead and say thank you to Nancy Carisney and Jesse Carisney. They brought me to a hockey game that actually I haven't been to a hockey game ever since they were here at the Coliseum. Coliseum. Do you remember that? Yes. So, so in the Coliseum. That's the last time I think I've been to one. Right, right. Now, now again, I mean, do you remember what hockey rules are? Coach. Let me be honest with you, Coach. Vaguely. Remember. Yes. And when I say vague, I'm talking about if you were to ask me to write one of them down right now, I, I, I have Alzheimer's when it comes to hockey rules. Right, right. So I tell my son, I said, you know what? I need you to Google <laughs> some things about hockey. What do you tell me, son? I said, um, we'll figure it out on the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Let we, me go ahead and tell you this. As we are there watching this thing, we will learn what it means to have an icing call. Right, right. Still don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Did you Do you know how many periods hockey has? That's three, doesn't it? See, right. Look, he's already better than us, son. He's yeah. already better than us. I thought and that was weird, though. It's an odd number. It yes. does not seem natural for to have three periods. Yeah, and and they seem forever in a day long. Oh, okay. look, look. Let me go ahead and tell you those twenty minutes. Those twenty minutes happen. I do understand what a power play is. Whenever you have more, more of your 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 people than their they people. Do, yeah. yeah. Now, now in it, I gotta go and give mad respect to goalies. Them jokers have a quick eye, buddy, and Definitely. they can go ahead and move better than what and where. I, I, I really want to say that they could almost be the most athletic people out there. We really didn't have a last name that we could pronounce. Is that correct, Blue? Uh, I'm trying to remember one. Breaking? It was B-R-K-I-N. Everything had to be either Russian or Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. The Canadian anthem played before the American one. Yes, yes. So so you know that you are in a different venue when they play the Canadian national, national anthem, anthem and uh, then they play yeah. the Look, I'm going to tell you this venue, it was their 25th anniversary of being in Pensacola and the Bayon boys are in the crowd. Oh my goodness. Here we it's go. It's going down. We go up to early in the first period. Uh-oh. 
and literally everything else went bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were going to go ahead and be the kryptonite to, to Superman again. Yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you, in this one, we left about uh, five or ten minutes early. Yeah, and I, it was about eight minutes left in the third period. Eight minutes left. Next thing you know, we're saying, look, uh, things are not going well. Let's go ahead and get out before the crowd go ahead and gets out. We mm-hmm. listened to it on the, uh, on the radio, and they end up winning in overtime. So let me go ahead and tell you certain things, certain streaks are definitely going ahead and actually uh, – um, I'm broken, so I want to go ahead and tell you thank you, son, for just going ahead and coming out on that Saturday with me. We go and got a chance to throw a little bit of football. We got a chance to see some um, see some football and got a chance to see some hockey. Do you want to go ahead and drop your in any any type of Instagram, any type of things that you want people to go ahead and follow you hey, on? Blue? I, don't, I don't even post nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. That. Well, you know, Coach, I, if 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 I was this guy, right? You know, I would put it out there. Look, look, just at least, in case. Just in case, you if know, somebody you know, possibly was like, I want to know what exactly what does blue he like, look like 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 who is he? Do, 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 do you understand? So so in it, look. Do you have any final words before I go ahead and let you go and get to your get get, get to your movie, Blue? Uh, hey, Instagram blue dot bion, um, blue dot b a y o n e. Song. Hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 with a voice something. like that, coach, I'm telling you, they <laughs> will be on him. Yeah. Well, here it is, here it is. Well, look at this. We're gonna go ahead and let you go, go ahead and go blue. So, we're gonna go ahead and pick up. I'm gonna tell you this, coach. Um, this, when we start talking about a couple of things, especially in our mindset today, you know, everybody talks about winning, coach. We always talk about winning, but I want to know. What do we do whenever we lose the big game? How do we go ahead and dust off? Like, like what is the process that we need to go through whenever we actually drop the ball or things are not as we planned? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, Coach. Been there a number of times in uh, big game situations. I've been there coaching. I've been there as a player. And I can tell you immediately, man, that uh, as a player, your mindset is so distraught. You're so torn up by what's just happened to you while you're out there on the field or even in life. You can uh, go through those periods where you're just so torn up and you really don't know what's the next step right. from here. Right, you know, right. What do I do to get myself from feeling this way? to being able to uh, get to that next level uh, of wanting to be a winner or just being able to get through this to get to the place where I even want to work towards the goal again. Right. sometimes that's the biggest battle that you'll face is working towards the goal again. Exactly. The, the, what I see, Coach, is, is we don't talk about losing. We talk about not giving up. But then this process... We just have to kind of figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of this foiling can actually go ahead and bring up negative thoughts about ourselves if this losing may go ahead and stay consistent. We might start thinking negatively of ourselves, not of the process, not to say what what the process is. And we kind of get a little bit cliche-ish. And and, 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 and I'm... the, The reason I say cliche is because I can remember my uncle going ahead and saying, well, son, you know what I'm saying? 
if you stay down in the dirt long enough, it, 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 it's, it's going to bury you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't understand that as a 13-year-old. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I understand you're telling what? me to get up, but, but, but what he was trying to say is if you stay down long enough, you will die. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah. like, 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 it, it'll consume up. you. It'll, it'll naturally cover you. Yes. It'll consume you. Right. Yeah. Yes. But, so, but go, when, when you, when you're that age coach, you're thinking in the back of your mind, what is this old man right. talking about? Right. Maybe if I stay in the dirt, you know, it, 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 you, you'll, you'll get, you'll stay down and all. And you're like, what? Uh, yes. you're like, what does that, what does that really mean? And so, so. And today, we have to figure out ways to be able to communicate to younger minds. Yes. What does it mean to be able to get beyond that feeling? How do we get from being down to getting ourselves back up again? And it's so uh, tough when we become cliche um, for them to understand because some of the rhetoric just doesn't make sense to them. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. And, and, and in it, what I'm hoping that we can go ahead and do is kind of explain some of the things and what is the process of getting ourselves out of the dirt of what they go ahead and see. But the first stage of this five step is take ownership mm. of the loss. I think that, 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 that a lot of us, when we lose the big game, a lot of times what we do is we blame so many things around us that we don't take ownership. So technically, in our minds, we still won. If I can come up with enough excuses that it was everybody else's fault and not my Mine. fault, y'all lost. I, I didn't, didn't lose. lose. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a part of that, whatever right. that is. Right. And one of the things, Coach, that I have preached to players, I have preached it to my congregation, I have preached it to people that I've come in contact with who are dealing with tough moments in life, uh, especially like if something is going wrong in a relationship or whatever. The first thing that you must do is not look to put the responsibility on other people's shoulders and call out what they've done. You have to ask yourself, what did I do to put whomever it is, our team or company, whatever that is, in this situation that we are in? How did I play a role? And the word that I tell people is you must be accountable for your actions and what you did and you didn't do. Hell, you could have dropped 50. Right. But did we win the game? Right. Did, at the end of the day, yes, you stepped up and you scored 50. But guess what you didn't do? You didn't help us stop this other team from scoring 51. Yes. So yes. you are just as much a part of this problem that we're looking at. So accountability uh, means that I'm going to take the responsibility, put it on my shoulders and say, here's what I didn't do. Here's where I need to get better. This is what I need to do to get stronger. Here's what I need to do to be wiser as it relates to any of these situations. And I start working on those things. I know, I know we haven't got to that. Point okay, yet. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, I, but, I, I understand. Yeah. But I need to start working on those things to help not only strengthen me, but to make everything else around me better. Because yes. if I'm good, 
that's okay. But I got to go from good to great to elite. So I got to pull everybody else up with me yes. because I've taken accountability. And when people start seeing that you're willing to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to make an excuse that it's everybody else's fault, that everybody else didn't do their part, that I am in this with everybody else and I'm in it to win it just like everybody else. Then you start seeing turnarounds because other people say, you know what, that guy's not really that bad. He's in this thing with the rest of us. This is a team thing. And so that's what I look at all the time. Can you be accountable enough to say, you know what, I'm taking it on my shoulders and I'm going to say, this is what I didn't do. How can we get better? How can I get better? Because right. if you don't take accountability for it, Coach, that's the first step in your own demise. Yes, yes. The the, the toughest thing that we go ahead and, and run into, especially, and I hate to even use the word weak minds, because I think that less mature minds may go ahead and believe that this type of rhetoric is good to go ahead and go into a blame game. When you mm -hmm. take ownership of something, you take control. And when you take control, it doesn't matter if you have a flat tire on the car. When you have your hands on the sternin wheel, you still have a way to navigate it to safety. Yeah. It doesn't matter of about of how if it was the ultimate or the fastest. You are taking control. You're taking ownership of the car no matter what happens. What we're trying to act like is when things go bad, I let the sterling wheel go and it says it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. It's it's the flat tires fault. Right. So then I'm dying because we get, we're taking our hands off of the only controllable source that we have. I'm driving in tonight. I'm driving in tonight to do the podcast with you. And my wife calls uh, me. Uh, excuse me. I called my wife. I called her on the phone. And while I'm calling on the phone, I'm actually getting a text. Now, my wife was nice enough to buy me one of these watches that buzz on my own oh. to let me know oh. that all this stuff is happening. Wives are and great. Stuff, you know, yes. Yes. You know, so, yes. So she, she's got that going on. Alter and demise that's going to kill us. Go ahead and keep on. <laughs> I'm driving down the highway and I, I I feel it buzz. So I just took the watch and looked up at it real quick to see what was going on. Yes. Well, I didn't realize there was a tractor in the road with no back lights. Mm. And so from a distance, I said to myself, said, wait a minute, is that something in the road? And luckily nothing was coming on the other side, coach. I had to swerve around the uh, the track hole, the back hole that was in the middle of the road, and get around it. And you know, I'm fussing, you know, with my wife like that thing didn't have no back lights. But if I would have been paying attention, yes, and had my mind focused on what I needed to have it on, take the responsibility and the accountability to say, you know what, I shouldn't have been looking at my watch. I shouldn't have been grabbing at my phone. Yes. I shouldn't have been doing anything else, you know, because I wanted that vehicle to stay on the road, didn't want it to come up with any type of dents or dings or whatever else. Now, had I hit the backhoe, guess what? It still ultimately would have been my fault yes. because I wasn't paying attention. Even if it didn't have lights on it or whatever it was, at that moment, I wasn't paying attention. And so how many people do we know, have we come in contact or have we coached that just for that much time yes. wasn't paying attention and boom, touchdown over the top of your head, boom, 
two-point bucket, won the basketball game. Bam, yeah. a home run or base hit or, you know, a, a, a squibber right down the line that, yes. you, that you didn't move on because you weren't paying attention. You weren't focused. And half of being accountable is being focused enough to say, you know what? I didn't do my part. Here we go. Once we're able to make sure that we take ownership, the second stage is to objectively. Now, I want you to make sure you listen to this. Objectively measure your performance and your energy in that game that you lost. Now, this word objectively can go ahead and get us a lot in trouble. Okay. Because sometimes we love to kind of go ahead and look out windows and not mirrors. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, Sometimes it's kind of easy to go ahead and look in the window and go ahead and say, hey, look, y- y'all, if, if, if they would have did this, yes. if, 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 if he would have caught the pass or if he could have gone ahead and ran, if he could, if he didn't fumble it, my little error was I just go ahead and touched it doing an onside kick or some making my my flaws smaller than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. See that word objectively? It's tough. It's tough whenever we go ahead and start writing a pen and start writing the things that, that are wrong with us. Yeah. And, and 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 you know, coach, I think that was the, the thing that you hit the nail on the head with is I start looking at other people's flaws greater than my own. Right. That I take out the moment and objectively start nitpicking this different item, this different thing. And I never took the time to really look at myself. I told my congregation this on this morning, as a matter of fact, I said, you know, one of the greatest problems that I see that happens in Christianity as a whole is that we look at other people and then we tear them down so poorly and then say, well, you're not like me. Right. And I said, you you forgot that the same grace that saved you is the same grace that's going to save them. And the same mistakes that you made then may not be the exact same mistake, but a mistake similar to that, they're dealing with that right now. So what puts me in any position objectively to look at somebody else's flaws yes. and say, you're flawed because of this. Yes. But look at me, I'm better than you because I don't have your flaws. Right. Well, but I got my own. Yes, yes. Now, now I want to make sure that we, we, we flip both sides of the coin. Sure. Because sometimes we can go ahead and evaluate ourselves a little bit too, too lightly. But sometimes, we can evaluate ourselves oh, so heavily. Yes, sir. And then next thing you know, I don't want individuals to evaluate their athletic or their performance with their self-worth. Right. Let me go ahead and tell you, this is something that we do. And, and like, since we lost the game, now, there are, and, and, and the reason that I'm coming out, especially with this podcast right now, because a lot of people are going home for, you, you know, in, in LHSAA. You know what I'm saying? The playoff Man. system is happening. It's one game, and you don't play this game again for another year. But some individuals will beat themselves up 
and saying, if I would have caught that one pass, we would have won the game. Let me tell you, there are collectively, I don't know how many average of oh. plays in a game, and each one of them could have gone ahead and changed the play dramatically. Sometimes we can evaluate ourselves too lightly, and then sometimes we can evaluate ourselves so critically that it actually puts a pit inside of our stomach even when we talk about the game that we love. Absolutely. And one of the things, Coach, that you just said that I really appreciate is we become our own worst critics. And in the process of becoming your own worst critic, what you'll find yourself doing is instead of talking yourself up to a position, to a place where you can live up to a standard, you'll talk yourself to a position that you can never reach the standard. Yes. The bar becomes way too high for you to even get to that place that you want to be as a person, a player, or whatever the case may be. You know, so the standard is way up here. I'm never going to reach it because I just keep making it higher for myself because again, I missed that pass or I didn't make that block or I, I, you know, swung on, on, on a bad pitch on the third strike, you know, that type of stuff. And those things live in our mind. And guess what? It becomes a compounding issue. Yes. And you never find a way to dig yourself out, which you become, uh, what do we, what do we call it? We in a rut. Yes. You yes. become, you get stuck in a yes. rut is yes. what it basically amounts to because yes. of that particular thing that you've allowed to continue to live in you. And you'll go back and you'll live in it. Coach, I really had to go back and do this in therapy um, over the last year or so, a couple of years, as a matter of fact, is go back and revisit some things and get to the root cause of why I feel the way that I feel about myself or why I was feeling the way that I felt about myself. And what it really amounts to is that it was words from other people that yeah. I had allowed to live forever. Right. And so when you allow a mistake or something that happens to you in your life to live in your heart and in your mind, the bar becomes too high, too hard, and you find other ways to make sure that um, that you can achieve certain goals, but you never think that you're supposed to have the best because you've, you've living with this particular issue for so long, and you've allowed it to be the crutch yes. that puts you down instead of that thing that should help to really lift you up. I know I went the long way oh, around oh, to, oh, get, oh, to, to say oh, that, believe me. But, but, you know, that's what happens, you know, and that that's how you feel, and it can become so uh, devastating in life that you'll always be in a position to settle and think you're supposed to be second best. Yes. Look, look, I want to go ahead and and, and tell those athletes out there that could go ahead and be putting on that um, helmet for the last time this year or even permanently this last time. I'm going to tell you that first, as an athlete, we have to understand that failures and setbacks are a necessary part. Yes. Let me say this again. A necessary part in the process of learning. In the learning process, we have to understand that success, we don't deserve to win. Winning is, is not just something that everybody's going to get the opportunity to, to have. Unless we play in soccer where it's a tie, we're going to go all the way down to the end. Right. 
And, and, and somebody's going to have to win and somebody's going to have to lose. But what I want to go ahead and tell you this is we've talked about this in a previous podcast of how sometimes failures will teach us and setback will teach us more than winning will ever do. Yeah. It tells us who we are. It shows us who in the world of the, our, our true character is. Let me go ahead and tell you this. Like having today as, as, as my birthday and, and on the 16th is your birthday. Let me mm-hmm. go and take I'm taking that as a win, buddy. Oh, yes, sir. Because most people, Coach, that I know, uh, God bless them, some of them didn't make it. Yeah. I, I, I have friends, Coach, that I grew up with that didn't make it past 25. Coach, I'm taking a dub for making it through COVID to this point. You better believe I am. Okay, like, like, you I'm better ta- believe I am. I'm taking a dub that I woke up this morning. It's a win, coach. Co- uh, like, and like, you like, got <laughs> in every, every small area, you have to celebrate those because yes. if you don't celebrate it, coach, you will always find yourself second guessing. Yes, yes, and 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 and, and what we're talking about is making sure that that when we take responsibility. See, taking control and then objectively understanding what part we had to play in it, but making sure that there is something to learn, we're going to take this moment of weakness to use as something to strengthen us later on in the future. Yes, sir. Because this is what this is going to do. Oh, yes. This is, look, understand that when you're making a sword, when you're making, when you're dealing with metal, they beat it. When it's at its softest point. So it can become its hardest whenever it cools down. Yes, sir. See, if it didn't happen, it will break like glass. And, and coach, I, I, I intervened for just a moment. You told me one of the greatest stories that I've ever heard in my life the other day uh, when you had a coach tell you about the pancake. Yes. You know, yes. That how important, you know, that that pancake has to be flipped. You know, on both sides, man. Yes. I, I, I know I'm throwing this in, but t- tell, tell us, sir, because I think it fits where we are right Let now. Let me go ahead and tell you this. I had a coach. Um, now, I was I was in, in, in high school, tell you an old Coach Bayon story. And, my goodness, his name is not Coach Stroud. He, he, he was from Peabody. He came to Northwood later on. Um, and, and, and he told me, he says, um, you know, uh, have you ever cooked a pancake? This is, look, look, I'm telling you, he was, he was a man of, of, of many, of, of a few words. And it seems like they had zingers to him most of the time. But, um, he asked me, have you ever, have you ever made a pancake? And I was like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. He says, how do you know that the pancake is done? And I couldn't answer. And he says, when you start seeing the bubbles come up mm. and then I said, he said, but did you know that you can go ahead and and cook a pancake? Just leave it on one side. And I was like, "Mm." in my mind, I was like, no, no, you can't. He says, but it won't look right. Mm. When he told me, he says, see, you got to flip that pancake. It's letting you know that sometimes your life has to be turned upside down. Everything was going well, but if you leave it on that one side, what are you going to do? You're going to burn that bottom. Yeah. You're going to burn it. So when you're in this comfortable place, 
when you're in this comfortable place, you don't feel like you need to go ahead and understand and what the it. other side is. Yeah. Sometimes you've been winning so much, it's been burning this other side. Yes, sir. That you think that it's looking right and it don't look right. Coach, I've had so many of those moments in my life and recently in my life, and I'll share this with our podcasting uh, audience because I think transparency is necessary, is that that is something that I could attest to, you know, that you're winning and everything is going good and everything is moving smoothly. Man, I went from uh, being basically having no job to being the mayor of a town, leaving the mayor of a town, uh, being the mayor of a town, coaching football again, uh, going from that to pastoring a church again. And man, you know, man, I was living a good life. And then all of a sudden, life took a major detour. Yes. And when I say a major detour, man, it hit me hard. I started having health issues. I started having relationship issues. I started having everything that is humanly possible that could happen to me because I had lived so good on this other side, coach, that I didn't even realize that I had other things that were going on, other yes. things that were happening yes. to me. And what had to happen is at some point I had to get flipped over Yes. to yes. realize like, hey, you need to take account for what's going on with the rest of you. You need to take account of what's going on in your relationship. You need to take account that, you know, these other things don't have you. You have those other things. Yes. And man, because I got flipped upside down, I am more appreciative of where I am right here, right now, coach, because at some level, on some level, psychologically, maybe spiritually too, Yes. I took it for granted. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. I, I took it for granted. So I had to suffer a few L's along the way to learn some lessons. And coach, my wife taught me this and I've been pastoring for a long time, but I like the cliche. I like to say yes. that said there are some lessons and some blessings and you got to understand which one of these things are you living in at that time. If it's a lesson to you, it should be a blessing to you. And yes. if it's a blessing to you, it can definitely be a lesson. Let me go ahead and tell you this. He 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 finished this by saying, um, he he's he's been passed on. He said, and, and and whenever you flip it over, you need to slap it a few times, make sure it bounced back. Yeah. Now yeah. in it, it it wasn't just enough just to go ahead and flip you over. Right. But it still was gonna go ahead and pat you down to make sure that you are evenly cooked yes on both sides now 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 in this because because see let me go ahead and say say this it brings us into this third thing that we have right here we have to dissect the lost without casting blame mm. now this is tough when we deal with true losses in life, when we deal with true adversity, for some reason, we took ownership, we objectively go ahead and had an idea to go ahead and measure our performance and energy, but we have to dissect the lost without casting blame. There needs to be a moment of clarity. Because in this clarity, sometimes we can go back to the bad process since we didn't go ahead and measure our energy and say, well, my energy was right. Now, I didn't go ahead and back to the first lesson that I go ahead and learned that I needed to take ownership. And I'm trying to peddle that to somebody else. Now, I looked at this film 
And let me tell you who was really the problem. <laughs> them linebackers <laughs> wasn't feeling no holes. <laughs> them juggles was I didn't wrote down all of the problems for everybody else. But is that not the issue? I don't care if it's inside of a church. I don't care if it's inside of the class. I don't care if you didn't pass the test, you start blaming the teacher. Yes, Let me sir. go ahead and take a look at all the homework I didn't go ahead and did. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm still not successful. And guess what you will find? You will find a group to agree with you. Oh, because yeah. guess what? That's what and where we're going to go ahead and find when we're seeking that group. And what I'm going to put in quotation marks, that group, that group is the same one that rallies behind you that gets you with this mindset that you say, girl or guy, you don't need to take no ownership for this. That's there. Right. That's them. Coach, having to have coached through this um, multiple times in my career is when you have parents and I use this example loosely that will look at the child and never say that the child had anything to do with what happened in that game yes. or was it it was never your fault baby it was everybody else <laughs> else's fault or they rally so much behind them and say you know what that no good coach Clark he ain't he can't coach himself out of a wet paper bag. He's no good. He'll never help y'all to be winners. And so now this is the mindset that you have to fight against while trying to coach somebody to get them back up to a level that you know that they're capable right. of getting to. As a coach, I'm like you. I have sit down, I've watched a number of plays and I'm looking at it. I'm saying, you know what? God dog, I am sick and tired of coming in coaches meeting and every doggone, I almost said something like that. Yeah. Every doggone time I come into coaches meeting, they talking about my defensive lineman not doing their job. Right. And I'm like, you, well, what about the linebackers? Yes. The linebackers, yes. they never feel the hole they, they were supposed to, to feel and the cornerbacks are not doing what they're supposed to do. And then at the end of the day, coach, what I really had to do is get to the place of saying, you know what? Maybe I need to listen to the to the criticism, the critique, and really work harder to show guys what do they need to do when they're in this situation that's going to help the linebackers. Right. Hey, you know, don't just stay here. Maybe take another step this way, and you'll squeeze it a little bit better. That'll give that guy a chance to come off your butt. He's in the hole right there with you. Yeah. Y'all got that thing filled up. At first, you know, I'm looking at all of the other things and I'm taking it as negative. Sometimes yeah. you have to take the criticism because some of them are loving criticisms and then some of them are critical loving, uh, lovers of the criticism. Right. And so you you, you got to be able to find that healthy balance yeah. to be able to say, you know what, in all of this, guess what? I can't get in that crowd that's going to be negative all the time because I, I can't stand to be around that. Yeah. Guess what? I got to take the positive out of this. I got to figure out how do I change my uh, coaching method so that these guys can be better in front of me. Let me go ahead and tell you this, Coach. Hopefully that made sense. It, yes, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. With everything, we want to make sure that, that, that the things that we're doing, when we separate or when we dissect the, 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 the loss from the blame, the first thing that we have to go ahead and do, Coach, is to make sure that we are, are vessels of confidence. Yes. Of confidence to say, okay, I, I know things are bad. Right. We don't want to be 
a part of the poison that's going to kill the body. We mm. we have to go ahead and be saying, hey, we maybe go ahead and had, had 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 a fall right there. But remember, we're taking ownership. If we all can, uh, if we all can take one step, if we all can move forward, let me go ahead and tell you the possibilities are endless. That is bringing confidence. That is saying, yes, we recognize that things didn't go well, but nobody is purposely trying to lose. No. And and, and sometimes we get into this rhetoric and we start saying this like somebody was trying to lose the game. Somebody is tanking this thing on purpose. Somebody is pulling a Pete Rose. Yes. You know yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I just want to let you know, I don't know who it is, but I I don't mean to wink over yeah, yeah, here yeah. at him. Right, yeah, you know. Right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know, that one over there. You know, right. you know, and coach, that's one of the things that I, I especially now that I coach girls, um, I've had them in track and I've had them in basketball too. So it's not my first rodeo, but I'm a little better off on coaching girls because now I understand the mechanisms that kind of make them operate. If they love you, they'll go through a wall for you and they'll play their best basketball or their best whatever it is for you. So I've had to learn how to uh, take the approach of confidence and let them know like, hey, right now, yeah, it's not good. It is not where we needed to be. But you all are looking at the right now. I see the finished product. Yes. I see yes. what's happening down the road. I see where it is building and taking us. So don't give up on this process just yet because you're not seeing instant gratification. Yes. Which is a huge problem in our society today. And so these children are so accustomed to going to the phones or to their tablets or to their computers and at a touch of a button, man, they can be anywhere and do anything, say anything, communicate with people. They can do all of that. But when it comes down to this thing called life, life doesn't operate like that. Yes. And so you have to be confident enough to know that what you're doing in this moment, the process that you're using in this moment is building the confidence that's necessary to get yourself to the finish line, which is what you want to do. Yes. Every single day, every single week, that's what you're pushing towards. And I'm telling you right now, I am a creature of routine. I am a creature of habit, coach. There are certain things that if you walk into my practices, I can tell you at what time we're going to take water breaks. Yes. Because I have them scheduled that way. Yes. I know when we're going to be at the free throw line. Because I have it scheduled that way. Yes. And sometimes it becomes so mundane and so boring until you're like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just boring. I need to change the routine. But when you get them in a scrimmage or you get them in a game right. and you start to see little glimmers of hope, you keep saying to yourself, nope, the routine is working, even though it doesn't look like it doesn't always get me a win, yes. but it gets me a win with them because I'm starting to see the light bulbs come on. Yes, yes. Look, let me go ahead and tell you the thing that I I love the most is we as coaches, whenever we deal with a loss, we have to go and employ some of this stuff. And 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 now I'm hoping that everybody or coaches like ourselves, you know, we can go ahead and be emotional, but we want to go ahead and break down every game and we want to figure out what went wrong 
but what went right too? Right. You know what I'm saying? We have to go ahead and make sure that we're dealing with this situation like any problem that we go ahead and have. We have to take credit for what went right as well. Right. Because sometimes we can be a vessel of so much negativity that right. we can go ahead and only take ownership of the negativity like we talked about of saying when we go ahead and start looking objectively, well, they did these things right well. That didn't really mean nothing. L- but but look at this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So another thing is we need to make sure that we give an analysis of the improving of what we're going to do to improve the next time. Right. Like 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 this is this is gonna set up this fifth thing. Okay, because one once we recognize this is what went wrong, somebody better be coming up with some suggestions of how, if we're in the same situation again, we will not go ahead and fall. We might fail another way, but we won't fail the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why we make these schedules. That's why we have this plan. But another thing is we want to be transparent. When I say transparent, to the people that you're coaching, to the people that you're talking to, when you say what you're going to do, sometimes people just keep that stuff in, and then so nobody understands what actions are going to be taken. Sometimes you got to go in and say, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Right. Okay, let me tell you how I'm going to fix this. And when a whole bunch of eyes come together, we can become a we. Everybody is taking ownership and saying, are you happy about this thing? Because I know the coach is not. Mm-hmm. I know the players not. So this is what we are going to do. First and foremost, I know you're saying we. I am going to instruct. This is the way we're going to do this when this comes up. And then you are going to be actually responsive to this thing. And we're going to communicate back and forth. And then whenever we face with it, it's no words that need to be said then. Yeah. See, because we understand what the loss feels like. Yes, sir. So now we need to go and understand what the win is going to feel like once we didn't fix this problem. Because if we don't fix the problem, we will feel this way. But Again. guess what? Lower. Yeah. It, it, it only gets worse if you don't fix it. And coach, I'm telling you, I this year has taught me like uh, an abundance of lessons when you're dealing with losses is that the one thing that you can't do is continue to feel this way and not, how can I put it, and, and not address the elephant in the room, but at the same time, don't harp on it so much so until you lose sight of what the goal is. Yes. And so many times we harp on all of the things and then we lose sight that really the goal is to get these guys up and ready to play the next week. Right. But if they're beat up, all week long about what they did wrong, how they going to focus on doing anything right? They don't hear anything positive coming from us. So at some point, we got to fix the problem. And the problem is, sometimes it's just us. Yes. It's the way we communicate to a new group of people. How do we communicate? Because sometimes in language, again, things are lost. And I can say something, I promise you, I can say something to somebody and somebody else comes right behind me. That's their peer that says the same thing. And it's boom, it's instant. And they get a turnaround just like that because it came from a different vessel. It sounded different, but they're speaking the same languages. And so how do we as coaches fix the problem by learning how, not necessarily trying to sound cool or hip or whatever it is, but being able to speak 
the language that helps to push the buttons that will pull out of them that their greater essence. Because I can tell you right now, if you go to a young man this day and this age and you berate and belittle them, and I'm not again, yeah, that those things happened to us years ago playing yes. football. And that just pulled out like, oh, you you trying to call me out. I'm gonna step up and be a man about this thing. Right. That doesn't happen now. Right. When you do that, all of it goes down. And like you say, it gets worse. Yes. So now I got to figure out a way to make this kid feel like, hey, man, you're still Superman, bro. What you doing? Yeah. Let's go get this thing. Yes. You know, we, we got yes. to find a way to speak the language that is going to motivate them to forget about what's in the past. And I love the scripture. God knows I do. Uh, Paul says it this way. Brothering, I uh, count my, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me yes. and pressing forth towards the mark of the high call, which is in Christ Jesus. And I I forget about that stuff. Yes. Yes. That, that was yesterday. What can you do about a darn thing that happened yesterday? Yes. What can you do about a, something that happened one second ago? You can't do anything about it. The only thing that you can live in is the present. Yes. My mother said something the other day. She said, son, in order for somebody to have a present, they have to have a past. Right. And in order for somebody to have a present, they, uh, for to have a future, they have to have a present. So at some point, it all works together. But you got to figure out how do I get them from the past to the present to the future. Man, long answer. Look, look. Let me go ahead and tell you this. It all presses us to this one thing of of having a plan. We have, have to, to have, have a, a plan. plan of action when we deal with that grave loss. See. I See, we have to have this process. The process of first, we're going to actually go ahead and take ownership. Two, we're going to go ahead and look objectively at our energy and performance. Yes, sir. We're going to make sure that we dissect a couple of things. We're going to make sure that we 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 dissect the loss without casting blame. You're right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then number four, we go ahead and, and look at we have to formulate the plan, the plan of action, so we do not re, we can say re-aggravate the body in the same way, re-aggravate our mind. We have to find solutions to what we're going to do, and then we're going to move forward. Just like you're going to say, I, I, I know that happened. This is how we we fix it. And the next time we're faced with this problem, that's what well, the plan is. is. That's right. what the plan is. And man, I had a teacher uh, who became our principal at Montgomery High School. His name is uh, Mr. Vic Dubois. And Mr. Vic Dubois would tell us, he said years ago, he said he had a, a guy that he coached with. He said that taught him this lesson. He says, before you ever get the ball in your hand, you've got to have a plan. And if you don't have a plan before you get the ball in your hand, guess what? You'll never be able to do anything on the court because he was a basketball player, really good basketball player, uh, ended up going to Northwestern State and playing there for a couple of years. Uh, he said, but it taught him that before he had the ball in his hands, I got to know what I see. I got to know what I need to do in this situation before I get the ball. So if I never come up with a plan. Guess what? I'm planning to fail. Let me go ahead and tell you this. What I want to make sure that we talk to everybody about is things that you don't have control over as an athlete. I know we're going ahead and coming into this this last part, but mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we go over a list of, of things as an individual player 
that you don't have control of winning the game. In no. a team sport, one person cannot win a game. Now, boxing, it, 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 that's, that's all on you. Coach, and you know, running track. When you run individual events, that's yes. on you. But if it's a relay, yes, one guy didn't yes. lose the relay. Yes, yes. And, 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 and I, I, I go back to Ricky Bobby. <laughs> he said, if you're not first, you're last. Well, let me tell you this. In a lot of sports, you, you know, you do have second place, third place, fourth place. And, and your energy and your performance are needed. And, you know what I'm saying? And you have to be just as happy when your kids cross over that finish line. Yes. And yes. here's why. Even if they placed dead last, it was the idea that they didn't quit. Yes. That means the world to them that they can look in your face and they can see that you're happy that they didn't give up in that moment. So I, I'm I'm definitely in agreement. Go ahead on, Coach. Look, I, look. The next thing is teammates' errors. Mm. You have no control over that. Just like they don't have control over yours. So if you feel the need to berate or scream at them for their errors, like that has control of them not making that error again, you're mistaken. Absolutely mistaken because guess what? Just as many times as your hand touched the ball, you made just as many mistakes. Right. And the only difference is that your mistake may not have cost us a point or whatever it is, but you did something in that moment that you shouldn't have done. So before you start casting dispersions yes. at your teammates, realize what you have done along the way that put you in a position to be as good as you are. Because you had to make some mistakes along the way as well, and you had to learn from those mistakes. Got a quick thing. I was, Go ahead. You know, one girl, uh, young lady that I'm coaching uh, right now, Coach, you know, uh, she's going to be a good coach one day, and she's going to be a really good basketball player. But one of the things that she has a, a hard thing of doing sometimes is letting things go from other people. Yeah. And she'll get on them. I mean, she'll get on them like, hey, this girl's quit da 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 so many times on us. And every time we turn around, it's always an issue and so on and so forth. And I just had to look at her and, and, and tell her like, hey, what difference does that make? Because where you're talking about she quit on this, how about the time that you're on the floor and you don't do your role on the floor. You don't aggressively come over yes. and cover. You just walk to a spot. Yes. You know, if you're going to critique and criticize, you got to be. all. That's it. All. All of it. Yes, yes, look yes. At you, look at what you do. That's a mistake as well. But that goes back to the objectively. Mm. Get, you, you, you yeah. Know what I'm of, of what we talked about earlier. The next thing that we have right here, Coach, is. No matter what ref or empire or, or, or ump calls, you have no control over it. It doesn't matter about your emotional ups and downs. It doesn't matter. They, he could have called something that you didn't believe in or anything. You had no control over that in the first place. Man, I, I know you remember this, Coach. I was um, had a good, very good basketball team at Montgomery Junior High School, and I came over... Uh, to Northwood yes, to indeed. play, and uh, Mike Mike was sixth grade at the time or something like that. And we had Mike front and forward. We couldn't catch the ball. And I told my kids, hey, just, you know, put your body on him and lay on him. You know, lay back on him. Yeah. And, man, I'll never forget this. Mike took my kid and took his forearm and almost <laughs> shoved him <laughs> now, through, through the When we talk about Mike, Mike, at, the time, at this time, he was all of about 6'4 and about the 6th grade. Yes, sir. 
I'm, 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 just, t- I'm talking about like anytime you go and say a person's name twice and everybody knows when and where you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's definitely a big man. Oh, but, he, he but, was, but 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 he 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 was a man. Child. He was a man. Child. He was a man. Child. And, and and so in the game, I got upset because the officials let it go. And even to this day, I I, I know one of the officials really really well. The other one I didn't know uh, as well. And I'm fussing, Coach. I leave my box and I walk all the way to the <laughs> other end of the floor, and I walk up the floor with him. And the man didn't give me a technical foul until I got to my side of the floor. Decided, to, you know, and I was thinking to myself, like, well, you know what? I deserved it. Yeah. By about that time, my uh, guy that was coaching with me, who was a head boys basketball coach for the uh, for the high school, he jumped up and boy, he popped off. And then now both of us are out of the game. Yes. yes you know, yes. three technical fouls in succession. Bam, bam, bam. We're out. You don't determine. What an official calls or don't call. Yes. If they missed it. Yes. They missed it. Yes. So what? Yes. You know what? I've learned now as I've gotten older, just coach my team. Yes. You know, I don't worry about yes. that stuff. I may say, oh, man, you missed that one or something like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, is it really worth me walking down the floor with the official? What did I just teach my, my guys? My own kids. You yes. know, at that moment. Yes. That's not good behavior. You know, other things that you don't have control over. Crowd noise. Whether playing addition, playing conditions, mm. or the play of the opponent, these are six things that you don't have control over, and it's hard for us to understand that concept. Winning the game, teammates' errors, a ref or ump calls, co- crowd noise, weather or playing conditions, and the play of opponents. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 but 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 we are a source that we just want it. We want these things so bad that we don't pour our energy into the things that we do go and have control, control over. over. Let me go ahead and take your first thing: work ethic. We got complete control over your work ethic, Coach. You said something last week, I believe, when we were in here a week before. Uh, there's a difference between working hard and hard work. Yes. That's a big difference. And you control your work ethic. You control what you do to get yourself mentally as well as physically prepared to step out on a field, on a court, run yes. on a track, play baseball, whatever it is. You prepare yourself for that. And it's about the little things that you're willing to do. Yes. I get on kids right now and they're like, well, why are you getting on me? Because I'm giving you assignments. Mm-hmm. Go watch this game. Go watch this player. Go look at them. Why? Because I want you to pick up on what they did to get to this point. Right. Yeah. Right. You know that that and and that's one of those things, coach. That I don't think that we do enough. Sometimes we'll coach them, but then we won't say, "Hey, here's the extra work." Right. Right. You you know, as a teacher, yes. that's something that you do for all your students to say, hey, you know, let me give you a little extra work. This is a little bonus work right. so that when you don't do well on one of these tests, I, I got you. I got you. You, yes. know, yes. you know, so that that's really what has to happen with, you know, athletes today. We need to put them in position where they have to start looking at film, start looking at people and start studying so that they can have the bonus work that's necessary so they can be mentally, physically and emotionally sharp enough to move to that next level. Second thing that you have control over, practice habits. How you are in practice. 
third thing that you that that, that you have control over your attitude. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, that Oof. is one of the toughest things that you go hand in hand, uh, your attitude, because it, it lumps sums to the fourth thing is developing mental toughness. You have control over your work ethic, practice habits, attitude, and developing your own mental toughness, because you will recognize it. it is delayed. But mm-hmm. sometimes individuals that go ahead and have these moments of like, I'm going to quit or go ahead. They they don't understand why it's happening, but then they understand they feel shame after it does happen. Mm-hmm. So how are we trying to strengthen ourselves or find the answers? We have control over that. Coach, and you know what? The, the truth of the matter is nobody... Uh, I won't say nobody. That's that's a, that's a generalization. Many people have such a big group that make them feel so good about themselves that they never take the accountability to want to be mentally tough. And I see it happening now on the, like the junior high school level, where kids are they want to win, but yeah. they're not mentally tough. Yeah. So they do little things, coach, that put themselves in bad situations. A case in point, coaching basketball this year. I've never had a group that I've either helped with or coached with had kids that every time the officials made a call, oh, oh, what is that? I didn't file them and all, all right. of these different things. Right. And when I get them in the locker room at the end of the game, I tell them that shows everybody, or even at halftime, yeah. how weak you are mentally when you're faced with adversity. Yeah. Yeah. That you can't sit there and say, okay, well, you know what? It's a bad call. You know what? I'll I'll make up for it. Right. Somehow, some way, you know, but what you're going to do is get out there on the floor and then you're going to try to show this man up. And guess what? Eventually you find out you have no control. He has all the power in the game. Yes. And, and so mental toughness coach for me starts with, a healthy diet of parents who tell their children you're going to respect adults. Yes. And we're talking about children. Yes. Now, as we get older, yes. it shouldn't take that from anybody else to tell you that you should already have a healthy respect for exactly. another human being. Exactly. But a mental toughness starts there. Then, when you're faced with obstacles and problems and different issues, guess what? The same principles apply. It may not be a person. It may be a thing this time. So you still use that same toughness that you learned from the lesson before, and you just apply it here. Some of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned from a mental tough standpoint is that my father put me in a position where I had to deal with adverse conditions and come out on top. Didn't mean that he didn't love me, but he wanted to show me that, son, if you're going to make it in this world, guess what? You got to know who you are, what you are, and you got to know what I've taught you, and you've got to stand on that. And if you do it, you'll be able to out, out, overcome a lot of things that life throws at you. And so to be mentally tough, Coach, it takes that from a young age, somebody building you up to help you to understand what that mental toughness looks like. 
let me go ahead and tell you, Coach, we didn't go ahead and made it to that hour. And I hope that those stages right there and how we uh, process through this loss then actually power us up to be stronger. And especially by understanding the stuff that we have control over yeah. and the stuff that we don't have control over. And we can use this and apply this in all things of life. Let me go ahead and hear your word of the day, Coach. The word of the day, Coach, is surprise. The word of the day is surprise. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving uh, from Marksville, headed to Montgomery for practice. I left the church uh, extremely late, sat, sat down at my desk, was doing some writing, uh, kind of jotting down some things that I want to tell the girls uh, tomorrow when we have an opportunity to really talk. And I get a call from one of my ball players, and I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, who is this calling me? And I said, wait a minute, let me get in the car. Got in the car. I said, I said, well, who am I talking to? And she gave me her name. I said, well, what's going on? She said, uh, where are you? I said, I'm in Alexandria right now. She said, well, what are you doing in Alexandria? I said, well, you know I have to pass through Alexandria to go to Marksville to get to the church, so I'm coming home. And she said, well, it's 2 o'clock. You sh- y'all should already be up here by now. And I said, okay. I was like, wait a minute. She said, go pick up Coach. I said, Coach doesn't have a ride today? I said, no, no, you need to go pick him up, though. Y'all need to come up here together. So I started thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, what's going on? And uh, all of a sudden, she said, y'all just need to come up here together. Click, phone, conversation, comes to an end. So I call coach, say, coach, hey, I'm coming to pick you up, man, 30 minutes, something's up, man. What's going on with this girl? Say, hey, he said, I started asking some questions. And then all of a sudden, he's like, they hung up on me. Get to the gym today, coach, and with nobody in the gym. And I was like, what is going on? But on the locker room door, it was this thing about, Call this number. So we called the number. It was another one of the girls saying, hey, this is your second clue. Go here. So we go to one of the assistant coaches, another one of our assistant coaches, go into his room, and he tells us, hey, you all need to follow these balloons around the corner. Just follow the balloons. Follow the balloons around the corner. Go to the home economics room. Walked in there, and it was dark. We was about to knock on the door, and as soon as we walked around the corner, they opened the door, coach, and there was a birthday gathering. For he and I. Most so it was a surprise birthday gathering today for the both of us. His birthday is tomorrow. Uh, mine was on the 16th. So it was just a uh, great day of love and fellowship surprise. And plus they still had to practice. So, I mean, life hey, is good. Right, 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 man. Look, congratulations and all things that we go ahead and have. You know, I, I, I want to talk about two things first and foremost um, that we finish out with today is I don't want anybody out there to get lost in your loss. Mm. Um, Too many times that individuals can go ahead and focus so much on a loss that they don't understand how great life is. And um, just go ahead and speaking personally, you know, my opportunities that were opened up to me at first, I thought that they were they were losses, man. I thought that that my life without coaching and without actually being around the game that defined so much of me that I thought I lost a piece of myself. Mm. But then I figured out what I gained. I was not. I had to leave out of that mindset of me getting lost in my loss. You still have to find who you are. Yeah. You're still that guy. 
you steal that person that can go ahead and get up and take care of everything. Sometimes you have to listen to your own words. Yes, sir. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes your ears can become numb to your own Mm -hmm. voice. See, that's whenever you have to start listening to that voice that's within. Now, you better make sure that that voice within was definitely strengthened. And it was strengthened by something that's bigger than you. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a godly word. Hopefully, it's not your words, but it's a path that you're taking on. Because sometimes we can get lost in our own personal losses. Mm. What a word, coach. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go ahead and thank a lot of people for all of your wishes on Facebook to go ahead and say happy birthday. Um, Like these days that we go ahead and have pandemic, um, non-pandemic with all of these issues that we have, especially from court cases and so much tragedy and so much things that are happening on, on, on everybody's getting angry on this side and everybody's getting angry on that side. You know, they're, there's a lot to smile about. You know, I think that we can become so distracted. I think we can become so focused on all of the negative that the the thing that happened today with the balloons. Yeah, man. Man, that's, that's better than any CNN story that they're ever going ahead and put out there. And coach, you know, in the midst of everything that is happening and you talked about getting lost in your losses. I think that people have a tendency when things don't go the way that we expect them to go. The first thing that we do is we get to a place of of negativity. Yes. And we don't see the positives of the great things that are going on all around us. Don't let one negative ruin a hundred other positive things that are going on in your life. Because it's greater than just that one moment. Yes. And God being true to who he is, let God be God, let his enemies be scattered, and you keep enjoying life and keep pushing forward. Because the more that you push forward and the more that you allow yourself to understand that this is just a momentary, a temporary moment, a temporary thing, you'll find yourself moving towards greater things in your life. Most definitely. I want to go ahead and end like that. But always remember, good luck and Godspeed. To game time. Community. This is game time. Family. It's game time. Awareness. There are moments when game time gets serious. And always remember, good luck and Godspeed and Godspeed and Godspeed.